Welcome to Moving the Rock. Whether sales is all you do or only part of what you do, the strategies and tactics of success can often feel split between two realities. You can become someone you're not to earn the recognition and praise of people you don't respect, or you can try to figure it out on your own, knowing you'll underperform your potential. We're here to offer a third way. The idea that you can't have success without compromise is just wrong. You don't have to compromise to win in the long term. You can play the game in such a way that you win in the short term and the long term. Through our hard lessons learned, we can shift your way of thinking and create a better way. I'm Chris, founder of SightShift. And I'm James, founder of Florist Group. If you're tired of the status quo, we're here to help you move the rock on your career, your business, and your life. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to Moving the Rock. Jimmy, good to see you. Great to see you, my man. Here we are. We're doing a special for my years of podcasting, uh, different shows. I've never done an episode like we're about to do, but I think we need to do it. I'm glad we're doing it. We're going to call this the holiday episode. Why not? So happy holidays. Why not? Happy holidays. What was the yeah, inspiration? It's, Tell uh, me the inspiration for today's topic. Well, I, for me, I think it's just recognizing in coaching chats, I ask people this question and have for years after a holiday run, tell me about any new insights that emerged, new honesties, new vulnerabilities. It's a change of space, change of place. So what happens oftentimes is these things that we keep at distance can break through. Um, so I think just honoring that it's a rhythm and we want to pay attention to it. And I know like a lot of us that go hard and perform, we perform right up into the last minute, try to suck all the joy out of it that we can and then shift right back into, you know, an intensity. And, and hey, if that's how you're wired up, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but how can you let those spaces emerge where some honesty, some insight, some clarity, whatever it is that you need can show up? For the holidays. Yeah. And so is the idea that as I'm listening to you, I'm tracking this way. Holidays create can create unusual amounts of stress at work or in our profession. Um, and then they can also bring stress in our personal lives. So you get the one-two punch, right? You're... <laughs> you're, whacked, you're whacked out at work. And then when you get home, it's like, boom, right in the face. And and yeah, we might be able to uh, suck it up and deal with it, but I loved your reference to joy before. Uh, can we get ourselves into a headspace that will allow us to uh, relax into a level of enjoyment? Yeah, yeah. That would be the hope through the episode just to provide some encouragement along those lines because, yeah, you know, for some people, if if your holidays are a checkout, a numbing out, you're going to get insight in how to pay attention to some cues and signals that are powerful. If you find them stressful, which I have for a lot of years, it's like, you know, when you hunt for your own food, you're taking time off and you need to make extra, right, happen uh, for all of the things, the festivities or the trips or whatever those things are. So for me, um, you know, getting the 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 rhythm the mindset so that the space that's there can be really valuable. We know there is a difference in athletics between a mediocre recovery and an effective recovery. Um, 
and doing that effective recovery allows us to to get even better, enjoy those moments with a little simplicity and beauty, and refresh ourselves. Right. I'm with you, even when it feels crazy. So, yeah. uh, so kick us off, dude. I mean, I know that you, I know you play in this area all the time. We're always talking about something new and wild that you're doing. But give us maybe start us off. Assume that none of us are where you are, but start us off with kind of like, how should we be thinking about the mindset that we should be adopting as if, if this is an interesting topic to us, right? What mindset yeah. will kind of uh, allow us to get into this and then kind of open up to new ways of thinking about how we relax and how we take care of ourselves? Because you, what you are doing now is you're introducing change, right, to the listener. Uh, mm. And um, maybe that's one of the things that I don't like doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such a great reminder of considering where people are and, and where we all are. All of us can start, whether we're a beginner or a master, and anything in between with one verb, notice. Just notice. That's That's how powerful... Uh, our psychology can become when we learn to to pay attention, to just notice. Notice what? Take one moment in any day. When do you feel overwhelmed? When do you feel the stress after it's hit your body? When do you feel, uh, uh, you know, we can go even deeper with it. Notice shame. You could notice it at a surface level stress or at a deeper level of feeling bad about something you wish you could have done better. And especially for sales professionals and leaders, uh, you, you know, we know this from working with high-performing leaders. They often only know kind of two modes, <laughs> and there's a subtlety of nuance there. If this analogy helps, you can think about it as the space between thought and emotion, the space between something showing up and bubbling up into your conscious awareness and taking action. That's all we're starting to zero in on. And the analogy that I've been enjoying lately is I imagine me as the person witnessing the thoughts and the emotion and my consciousness happening. I'm watching a fireworks show. So even the things that might trouble me or challenge me or stress me, it doesn't mean I don't feel afraid in moments and, and, and you know, concerned, but I do s- cultivate this attitude of I wonder how this will grow me. I wonder what might happen here. I wonder how I could turn this around. Um, and so be that child. Watch the fireworks. Mm. And all we're doing when we say watch the fireworks is you're noticing how the thoughts are springing up, the emotions are springing up, the inspirations are springing up, the frustrations, the irritations. Just notice it. Mm. So notice it. Don't necessarily react to it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love this. This is awesome. By saying notice it, we're saying this. We're not going to deny it. We're going to accept it as it is fully. But we're also not going to be dominated by it or driven by it. We're living right in that beautiful space. It's almost like you could think about it where the, the shore meets the ocean, right where those waves are lapping. And in between stimulus and response, as Viktor Frankl talked about, the search for meaning, that's where all the good stuff is there to be cultivated. Right. Right. So it's this idea of having a strong enough presence of mind or of self 
that you don't allow the circumstances around you to define you. You are in a place where you're defining them. So not not necessarily, um, and, I, and I mean that at a deeper level, the level you're talking about. In other words, if I think of myself in a certain way, the circumstances that surround me are not going to allow me to think of myself differently. They're just going to be data that I receive and process. And to your point, you're choosing to look at it as fireworks, entertainment, you know, how is this going to change? How is this going to affect me or change me or develop me over time? But we're not allowing those, that external stimulus to affect how we think of ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, who we are in that moment. We're going to continue to stay, we're going to, we're going to stay stabilized in terms of who we are, how we show up. Um, is that, is that where you're headed? I love it. I love it. And this is what you could talk about this any time of the year, but what makes it really powerful during the holidays is this. You're having different experiences. Now that sounds obvious, but perfect example was this morning. I I checked the Amazon app and of course, you know, we got Christmas presents starting to get delivered for the kids. And I looked at the app and the, they were delivered next door to us. Okay. Yesterday's presents were delivered next door. So I go over to my neighbor's house who he just moved in there. Their family just moved in. I haven't met him, the the new family. And um, I went over there and the packages weren't on their porch anymore. And the door was locked and nobody was home or, or, or the door, nobody was responding to the doorbell, I should say. I didn't try their door <laughs> to see if it was locked. Uh, and so I immediately noticed this. I feel some stress and agitation. Now I got to freaking try to track these presents down. What if I have to waste time contacting Amazon, getting refunds? You know, what I did that fast, I started catastrophizing, right? This, and, and it was like milliseconds. And I go, huh, Chris, notice that you're afraid or notice that you're stressed because this is going to take some more time, effort, and energy. Um, and you know, growth, as we progress in advance, we just notice things faster. So I noticed it as that stress started at a very, very low level response. Mm -hmm. Uh, when before, you know, years ago, I might not have noticed it till I had come back to the house, was at the computer responding to an email in a tense way. And I didn't even realize it was about something that wasn't connected to the email. Right. I was, um, so that's a situation where something's happened. Um, the impact on you physically, um, you know, financially, et cetera, hasn't really occurred yet. There's just, you're kind of in the middle of the process, right? You've discovered they weren't there, but who knows what the outcome's going to be. Uh, and, and so the stress that you, that you felt was created by yourself. And somebody might look at the situation and say, dude, what do you have to be stressed about? You don't even know what the next step is or what the outcome is going to be. Why don't you wait to get pissed off? <laughs> Why don't you wait to get stressed, right? So that might be one approach. Um, I, I was talking with a uh, business leader uh, for a large company. She has about nine direct reports, maybe 50 folks in her organization total, right? And so now this time of year is is uh, the time where we have to get reviews done. 
And these are lengthy reviews. And one of her mm. direct reports was out. So now she had to do reviews on her nine plus all of the employees that worked for one of her direct reports. Um, so that was a situation, right, that affected her directly, caused her to have to work, you know, until 9, 10, 12, 1 in the morning, some nights. So it wasn't like in between. It was like directly affecting her. And it was also something that she couldn't control. Like, she's like, how do you go back and fix that? You know, we talked about possibly, you know, if situations like this are going to come up in the future, potentially, how do we prepare? Well, we can have more of the report done in advance. So it's less of a burden when the time comes. And that, so we're, we're trying to solve for the future. But in the moment right now, there's nothing I can do except eat it. <laughs> and so the conversation went to, how do you deal with it? Do you just mm. accept the fact that life sucks and lower your expectations? So that was the that was the idea that was presented to me as one way to deal with it. I'm just going to lower my expectation and expect less out of life, expect less out of work, expect less out of my people, so I'm not going to be disappointed as much. I would assume that that approach probably isn't what you're talking about. Yeah, great clarification. I mean, that is, and I used, by the way, a simple example to show how powerful it can be as you dial in your awareness. Um, because the big stuff too, I mean, you know, um, something with one of my kids' college stuff was a bigger thing today. And I was like, okay, I can get stressed about that. I can notice that I want to get worried or anxious, but what good does that do? Nothing. This is all, you know, this is all unfolding, but that doesn't mean a passive resignation. So, much like we're talking about this idea of two extremes, I'm not dominated by my experience, nor am I denying it. Very similarly here, uh, we have what we want to see happen. People that are listening to this, they're, they're leaders. They want to improve something. They want to make it better. That is like the backbone of leadership. That's what's beautiful about unleashing your leadership into the world. The problem is this. If you're growing as a leader, your vision always outpaces the resources, where you want to be is always different than where you are. There's all that's that that gap is what makes leadership necessary. It's what makes it difficult. It's what makes it lonely. It what it's what makes change difficult. Um, you know, I wanted to work out today. I was telling you this earlier, and I've pulled a little muscle, and so I have to recover so that I can get better, so that I can. But where I am. And where I want to be, that gap there, so then it's frustrating, right? The vision outpaces the resources. So as a leader who wants to really grow, you're constantly navigating, accepting what is while still moving towards what could be. And what most people are doing is they're going to either extreme on that and they are coming to a place that they're really uh, feeling powerless, they're acquiescing. They're dominated by life's circumstances right. and experiences right. and emotions and struggles, or they're on the other extreme and they're stuffing down, they're denying their experience, and, and they're forcing things. And so they're becoming more rigid. They're becoming a worse version of themselves. And, it, you know, what we're doing when we acknowledge these two realities is we say, you know what? I am here. I am noticing. 
I'm alert and I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. I had a, an interesting experience uh, today. In fact, I was listening to a podcast, uh, and um, I'm going to get most of the details incorrect. But I got I, re, I paid attention to this detail. It's about a woman who's talking about um, the ultra marathon running experiences that she's had, and one in particular, I believe it's, it's Death Valley here in the U.S. 136 mile run, Chris. Mm. And it was it was interesting. I had time to listen, so I did. And what I what I learned from this was, or was reminded from this, was the the enthusiasm, right? So the the interviewer asked her, "Was there any point during this this race?" Because she was talking about all the obstacles that she ran into, right, from the storms to the amazing heat, um, and uh, in addition to the miles, in addition to the chafing and all that jazz, um, did you ever think of quitting? And she said, never, 0%, never, ever, in spite of everything. And he asked for more information. And, she's, and it came down to this. She said, you know, you know, this is what life is all about. You know, from her perspective, she can't imagine that there are people on this earth that don't strive to do amazing things like she was doing. Like that don't, that don't stick their head into the lion's mouth. People that aren't out there always testing themselves against something amazing and great and crazy that means something to them and pushing themselves beyond. And I started thinking of that in the context of my work and the challenges I've had recently with a few projects. And it's really that I have more projects than I can handle or at least that I can dedicate the time that I want to at any one point in time. And you begin to feel like, you begin to measure yourself against, well, I should be doing this and should be doing that. And what she taught me was, or reminded me of was, you know, hell man, you are doing something, you're, you're pushing yourself. You're doing something that most people aren't going to try to do. Why not just enjoy and revel in the challenge in front of you, embrace it, get inspired by it, allow it to energize you, and then just accept all the other crap as stuff that's just normally going to happen. You know, why give it the power to um, diffuse my energy? Why not infuse it with the excitement and the inspiration to create the adrenaline, to create the excitement, to put a smile on my face, and to and allow me to look at all the obstacles that I face as just things that I would expect, but they're all the things that make the journey worthwhile. It just shifted my mindset entirely. Uh, and I wonder if that connects with what you're talking about. Absolutely. If you can learn to watch the fireworks, you're constantly reframing everything for a, a, a superior mindset. Um, it, And I want to add this too, because we work with performers, uh, you and I, and there are people that what I'm about to describe, it is not that easy. And I get it because, you know, moving from uh, really, really struggling to functioning is very different than functioning to thriving. You know, therapy is different than coaching. Hmm. And so, but yeah, a couple of nights ago, I noticed I was feeling really anxious about something when I went to bed. And physiologically, I was you know, there were no real reasons why this uptick in 
blood pressure was happening, sugar or alcohol or anything like that. And so I'm like, man, I feel really anxious. You know what? My body feels really activated for battle. What if I just laid here and thought about this anxiety differently as just energy pulsing through my body to help me recognize concern and attack problems? Um, I'm not saying that might work again in the future, but it, it honestly did help me frame that differently. I know I still must have had a lot of intensity in my sleep because I woke up the next day and my teeth were sore. Mm. Not from like grinding, but gritting, like, <laughs> so I probably was working things out at an unconscious, subconscious level, but at least that framing was different for me. I'll tell you a second quick example here is, uh, you know, we're, we're making some giant changes, some big commitments. And of course, you know about these with the web properties and, uh, y- you have those random thoughts. It seems to be when you're like getting ready in the rest bathroom or whatever. And this thought hit my brain, Jimmy, and you're going to say, Chris, hadn't that occurred to you by now? I'm like, what if it doesn't work? You know, I'm like, man, if this doesn't work, then what? And you, most people, what's happening at that moment is your mind starts ruminating and you don't notice that you're mindlessly turning that over. So I'm watching the fireworks. I'm just noticing and I go, hmm. I'm noticing I'm afraid it might not work. You know what? It might not work. I'm going to go at it with everything I have. And if it doesn't work, I'll find another way. Now I know a way that doesn't work. Cliche, but true. We're finding lots of ways that it doesn't work. And, you know, George Clooney, I think this is really interesting. He talked about this just recently. You know, he had that motorcycle wreck a while back and he laid there and he said people were filming him. On their phones, <laughs> not helping him. Right. Dude. Right. If that's not an analogy for pain and frustration. and But he just said this. He goes, I am I'm, – I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. But he said, I am not deceived by success. I, I could have died there and they're filming me for their phones. Um, and he said, you know, I think, OK, I could lose everything. And he was talking about how he even strategize in his mind. Like, okay, I've got a couple houses I've paid cash for. I could sell, you know. Um, there's no level of performance or financial achievement that you can come to that you're going to go, okay, I don't have to worry anymore. Right. And so the holidays are a perfect moment to recognize that, to know that the vision is outpacing the resources. But to go ahead and step into that space and say, the success I've had up to this point doesn't define me. The failures up to this point don't define me. Just what you're saying happened for you listening to that podcast about that runner. Why not frame this in such a way that fires up the dopamine? You know, I'm, I'm going to go after this and it, it there's no guarantee of the results, but I'm passionately committed to the process. Right, right. I think it's interesting. I think a lot of us, uh, society, right, um, the stimulus that we're exposed to, we are trained to respond. We're trained to react. We're trained to have a statement. We're trained to have an opinion, right? My, my least favorite mm. phrase in our vernacular today is, I think, 
because everybody wants to tell you what mm. they think uh, about you, your situation, what you're wearing, what you look like, what you're going through. Um, you know, but I can imagine me now, I'm just trying to put myself in the most stressful family situations during the holidays. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, a long mm-hmm. time ago, uh, began to remove myself from s- stressful situations instead of, you know, having to deal with them, right? That was my uh, aha moment because, again, life is too short. But there are stressful moments I can anticipate um, when you see people that you haven't seen for a whole year uh, during the holidays. And I'm just imagining myself... Um, not showing up with the I think or the opinion or the need to make a statement, but just showing up and being the observer, not allowing the stuff that's happening around me to impact me, change my mood, wipe the smile from my face, you know, put me into the same old crappy dialogue that I might have with my wife leaving the party, (laughs) complaining about this person or that person, or maybe not complaining at all, but just feeling like crap, right? And allowing those hours spent to not be enjoyed. Uh, so just that, uh, you know, I would imagine, it, I, mean, I mean, I imagine it would be tough to perfect, but I also can't think of a better way to prepare myself for a situation like that. I love that. That's awesome. Such a real great example from what we're all, what we're all going to experience as we think about the holidays. And if you could think about it this way, like give yourself a title, just emblazon it upon your forehead or your psyche or whatever. I am the great noticer. That's just it. And so I'm going to walk into the holiday party. I'm going to walk into the family gathering and I am the great noticer. And and these things playing out amuse me. And then I am on a different wavelength. And then I'm having fun. I'm transcending uh, these cultural issues that divide us. And I can focus on uniting us around what's essential, love over all our many different stupid opinions. We are so on the same wavelength, by the way. I was thinking the word opinion like right when you mm-hmm. were saying it. Um, and, you know, it, it was Thanksgiving. I mean, I had a blast with family and, and there's lots of different ideas and opinions there. Um, and I'm, I made a killer joke that was just like it, – it wouldn't make sense in the context here, but like just dropped the floor out of the room, man. And it was awesome. It was so much fun, a lot of laughter. But yeah, I mean we're, we're right now as a society are, are skipping past noticing and we have two great trigger points. One is we're triggered by fear with the news, which is always going to do. They, they need to make money. They want to trigger you with fear. And then two, we're triggered to be offended by people and what they think, just like what you're saying, uh, all these opinions. And, you know, there's just freedom. There's freedom. And the starting point to that is pull back as, as the observer, not that you're removing from relationships in a way that you're passively indifferent, but just pull back as the observer, be that noticer, watch the fireworks inside of you. Your thoughts, your emotions, experiences, and then notice it with others too. Right. Ah, look how they're responding to that. Look how what the, they want me to argue with them about this right now or whatever it is. Right, right, right. So notice is the absence of judgment, right? It sounds like we're noticing, but we're not, we're not giving the event that we're noticing uh, a charge, a positive or negative charge either way. We're just allowing it to be data. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
when we when we skip over noticing, we start judging. And there's so many ancient wise parables about all this, but one that a lot of people will know is you start judging and you get worried about a speck in their eye and you miss the giant log in yours. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, we all have those moments where we've been offended and we went after somebody's speck while we missed something giant right. in us. Right. Rather, rather, and this would be the next thing. So we'll get into the next verb just for a brief moment. After you notice it, and there's a lot of different ways we could word this. I'm going to word it in a way that you know I resonate with. You flip. You notice and then you flip. So you can notice, oh, I'm wanting to be stressed about all that I've got to do, like what you were describing. And then you reframed it or you flipped it into something motivational. I'm testing my edges. I'm putting my mouth in the I'm putting my head in the mouth of the lion. You know, I'm offended at my stupid uncle's opinion. And I don't even have a stupid uncle, but you get the point. How can I flip that back to an insight that I I'm irritated at my spouse. And you know, the holidays, that's why we're doing this episode. Sadly, a lot of people don't spend a ton of time together. Well, I, Old school story here, but when I was 16, I worked at a video rental store. And, uh, you know, people come in, they'd rent their movies. And, dude, holidays were bananas. Mm. People were together. And and some people with, with, with families, oh, let's share a moment. Let's watch a movie. Some people, that's the only way they could get through it because of the irritation and the frustration. And, well, where are you irritated with somebody right now? How can you turn that into something where you're fascinated Irritation into fascination as you study them, notice them. So after you notice, then you can flip. So I was standing on the porch trying to get those packages. How does it flip? Hey, this isn't something that I really have to be stressed about. I don't even know how this is going to play out. Something good could come out of it. Who knows? You know, and that's a simple light one. Yours is a better example with the the running mm. example. But we're on the lookout for... How can I how can I reframe this? How can I shift the direction, the focus, the energy of this? Mm. That's where that's where we start right. affecting change. And what I love about the conversation is, you know, you and I are dedicated to this idea of expanding human potential, right? And the people that we work with. Um, if you just think about your potential when you're pissed off and angry and full of judgment, et cetera, versus when you're not allowing that stuff to bother you, when you're really not allowing external influences to adjust or to dampen your spirit, at what, at what level are you operating at your highest potential? You know, this, at the end of the day, if you can master this, then you can position yourself to be more likely to achieve, I'm, I'm as I take this thread and extend it, all the things you want to achieve. So if the mm-hmm. out, if, if you're focused on the outcome uh, and that's what's pissing you off, why not? It sounds like if you just dial it back a bit and think about how you are in the moment and, and how you're operating in the moment, what are you noticing? What are you allowing yourself to judge? What are you allowing to bother you? If you can master that notice and then potentially flip 
or reframe what you're seeing to stimulate um, how you think of yourself, who you are, how you show up, then you should be able to operate at, at your potential and then you should be able to produce the outcomes that you're looking for. Absolutely. And the cool part about the holidays is this. More often than not, we can get into a cycle where we're running on autopilot. Days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months. Holidays are fantastic because they are what is termed in psychology a pattern interrupt. Mm -hmm. So a pattern interrupt is how a new insight can emerge. You accept a new limitation. So you find a new innovation. You own a new vulnerability so that you have less that you're projecting out that pushes people away, you know, whatever. There's something that you're not being honest with yourself about and and you need to make a change in your life. And the holidays are a pattern interrupt. They break you out of that autopilot. You're in some new places, a little bit of a different schedule, different challenges, different pressures, different joys, different simple little uh, things that you do that might help you make a lot of meaning. And that's what makes it so you know, impactful for what we're talking about today, this holiday episode. Mm. Look for the moments your pattern is getting interrupted. Yeah, and then use this to maybe interrupt some habits that allow you to – Yeah. Right? Go ballistic, lose control, uh, compromise your own well-being. Yeah, oh, and maybe you don't. Maybe you don't go ballistic and get out of control. You may go the other extreme. You may become real mopey mm. and try to passive. manipulate through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The passive removal of your engagement or delight towards loved ones or whatever it is, and you're gonna feel it, man. You're gonna. Oh, I don't want to tell them I love them. I don't want to give them a hug. You know, I don't want to encourage them. And yeah, that's the moment. It's a firework. Go all in on it. Mm. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Great conversation. Looking forward to next time. Thanks for the insight. Yeah, me too, buddy. Thanks for listening. If you've learned something or were inspired to try something new, please rate the podcast and share this episode with someone you know. If you'd like to learn more, visit and connect with me, James, at floristgroup.com, F-L-O-R-I-S-S group.com. And if you want to connect with me, Chris, check out SightShift, S-I-G-H-T, shift.com. Peace. Peace.